Welcome to the Water Cooler, where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. Switcheroo, how are you? Swapsy doozles, dude. It's Thursday evening, Kirby and Kyle in the house. We just watched what we thought was going to be a great Thursday night football game. We're going to get to that. And then we're going to go through this weekend slate. We're going to give out some winners and we're going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sound good? Let's do it. And that brings us to Baltimore. What state are they in? Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland, Maryland where the Cincinnati Bengals came into town and the Ravens win 34 to 20 in a Thursday night showdown where we lost Mark Andrews for the season. Joe Burrow left the game with a wrist injury. He could be done for the season. I don't know if that's true or not, but. Lamar got hurt. It was a fucking Thursday nightmare. Hated it. Hated hated most of the minutes of it. Um, it started out looking like, okay, we're going to have a little battle here. But I think Thursday night football needs to be done. This game was one that was highly anticipated. Supposed to be a great game. And these teams clearly just didn't have enough time to to really be prepared. I I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm viewing it with a upset mind because of all the injuries, but at the same time it's just I feel like if this game were to happen on Sunday it would have been a one of the classics of the weekend. Yeah, it was supposed to be a great matchup. I mean, two division rivals, heavy hitters, great quarterbacks, like MVP caliber quarterbacks, and then on the first drive of the game we lose Mark Andrews, tried to come back, couldn't come back. And then after the game, we find out he's done for the year. Then Lamar got hurt on what, like the next drive? Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, Burrow goes down, doesn't come back into the game. At least Lamar came back. But once Burrow went out, that was pretty much the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, They uh, Browning, Browning had some moments where he looked decent, but it was just not enough. Like... Raven Ravens handled business on offense. They went about it in a good way once um Burrow was out for sure and they like ran the ball a lot, took time off the off the clock and got a couple field goals, got some touchdowns and just like kind of dominated from from the point where Burrow went out. There really wasn't much of a chance for the Bengals once he, once he went down. Yeah, their defense played great. Like like you said they were running the ball. They didn't have to do too much cuz they knew that the the Bengals couldn't really come back like in a hurry. Like we we've seen them do in the past. They had five sacks uh, as a defense. They were getting after the quarterback. Part of the reason Burrow got hurt. Although I don't know if you saw this video going around, it looked like he was wearing that brace before the game. They're saying he probably hurt that wrist in the last game against the Texans, even though they didn't report it. So that'll have everyone up in a little bit of a hissy over the weekend. But um, like you said, Ravens, just handled business, just pretty steady as she goes, got it done. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely – it's a weird thing to not report the injuries. Um, that's – with with how big betting's becoming, that's really a big no-no, it feels like. And also just in general in regards to, like we said, short week, you know, you only have a couple days rest and Burrow's getting back out there if – like – is this an injury where he would have been okay if he had more time? Who knows, really? That's kind of crazy to talk about now, I guess. But at the same time, 
when you only have, you know, you just played Sunday and you're playing again Thursday. Um, that's a very quick turnaround. And that, you know, he threw on the sideline to see if he could come back in. And it, it looked like he couldn't even really grip the ball. That was just a, a weird, like, looks looks like it's a pretty bad injury. Yeah, what's shitty about that is it looked almost identical. Like, they were saying in our group chat and people all over Twitter were like, that looks just like Purdy in that yeah. NFC championship game where he wanted to come back in, tried to even pick up a football and couldn't do it. Yeah. Hopefully it's not that because that's a season ender if it is. And yeah. we don't want to see Joe Burr go down like that, but fuck that looked bad. Yeah, it really did. But again, Ravens, Ravens looking solid again. They, they, you know, tough loss last weekend, but they bounced back. So good for them. Yeah. The Gus bust little honk honk little double tutter on the night, dude. He's, he's just a beast. He doesn't like do anything flashy, but he just gets the job done. And how about OBJ? Four catches for 116 yards. I don't think I can remember like the last time he had a, over 100 yards. It's been years, probably. Yeah, solid performance for him for sure. Um, hurt his shoulder on the his last catch of the night, but he he uh, recovered in time to get the post game interviews. So I'm sure I'm sure he'll be all right after this little uh, ten days ten days off. I'm sure he'll be he'll be he'll be good to go. Hey, winning winning cures everything. And last thing on this, uh, Jamar Chase got completely shut down until the last minute of the game. Got in there to get a little fucking garbage time touchdown. So love that for him. If you have him in fantasy football, you needed that in a bad way because he only had one catch before that one. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty good defense if you're able to to uh, shut down Jamar Chase even even with T Higgins out but yeah he 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 did get in the end zone so good for him anything else from that I don't think so just major disappointment just NFL fig, we we got to figure something out scheduling wise something something uh, to make these if you're gonna keep the Thursday night games which I know you will because it's money based. Um, we got to figure something out to, uh, balance, balance things out a little bit better for the, uh, for the, for the players that are having to play on such short, uh, recovery times. I'm going to be honest with you. I love the Thursday night games and even though they always suck, it's just still so nice to have like just a little appetizer, a little teaser going into the weekend. Like, Oh, this is what we're doing this weekend. Hell yeah. Football. But it can't be that hard to put the Thursday night teams on after a buy yeah there's got to be a way they got all those commercials saying they're using ai to make the schedule ibm watson this and that fucking figure it out watson you're supposed to be the smartest robot robot in the world it's because they programmed it for the first the first thing to be profit so they don't they don't really (laughs) nothing else matters that is a very good point and just because it's a big divisional game looking at this afc north uh division right now the Ravens move to eight and three. Bengals fall to five and five. So the division now stands Ravens, then Steelers and Browns at six and three. They play this weekend in a huge game. And the Bengals are in last place at five and five. And to take it even a step further, if you look at the conference, the Bengals, who were, I mean, like a Super Bowl favorite, not favorite, but like an AFC, one of the top two teams probably going in this year, two or three. Right now, they would be the 10 seed, not making the playoffs, right behind the uh, 9 seed Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> if I may, for now. 
So that's just crazy. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But if Burrow's hurt any more time, whew. yeah, yeah, I I picked the Bengals going in because I love the idea of Burrow with his back against the wall. You know, big opportunity here to make a statement, and I think they were heading that direction, and he got injured, and just now, who knows what the season looks like for them. Yeah, bummer. All right, let's get on with it. Moving on, we got the Dallas Cowboys heading to Carolina where they are 10.5-point favorites with an over-under of 42.5, and these Cowboys are coming off a fucking monster victory with a 17-point spread that they covered with ease. I got to imagine they're going to handle these Panthers even though they're on the road. Absolutely love uh, the Cowboys in this spot. We talked about it last week with them playing the Giants. This is what they do. They beat bad teams like badly that's just what they do panthers are a bad team 10 and a half point favorite uh 10 and a half point spread is just kind of crazy if you ask me um give me the cowboys all day and tomorrow and then uh maybe twice on sunday because i'll probably bet them in multiple things you really like them that much oh i do i'm looking for a third leg mine's not cutting the, you know it's not really cutting it right now so if you love that i might have to put that in there I just don't see a world where they don't win by 11 points or more like that. Like think of different score lines. Say, say the Panthers keep this somewhat close. It feels like maybe 30 to 13 or like, I, I, you know, I, I can't imagine anything very close here. Like 30 to 13 there, the Panthers are in the locker room after like, Hey, you know, we fucking hung tough. We gave it our, you know, gave it all we had like, they're feeling pretty good about that. I do agree. This defense is going to fucking give absolute fits to Bryce Young. That is scary. Parsons might have a couple sacks. Like that game they had against the Eagles two weeks ago, they were getting after Hertz and he stood tall, did what he has to do. Bryce Young can't handle that kind of pressure. That is going to fucking eat him alive. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm in. I love it. Let's go, boys. <laughs> I wish I would have said that, though. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> Next up, we got the surging Las Vegas Raiders going to Miami in the hot sun where the Dolphins. Sorry, I got there's a smudge on my screen. I think it says they're minus 13 point favorites, the Dolphins, with an over under of 46 and a half. And that can't be right. Raiders won two in a row. Antonio Pierce era. Like you said, uh, they're in the scorching hot sun. Um, I think that's the issue. The, 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 the way, the way that the way the dolphin stadium set up is the, the visiting teams in the scorching sun, they're going to be very dehydrated. Uh, I know Vegas is desert, but at this time of year, it starts cooling off. Miami's still hot and humid. Um, they're going to, need some liquid IVs. They're going to be, they're going to be struggling over there. Um, I hate to say it, but give me the dolphins here. You think they're going to cover the 13? Hey, I absolutely do. If there's one thing about the dolphins this year, it's when they play good teams, they just lose. And when they play bad teams, they beat the fuck out of them. Like they don't just, they don't just win. They fucking wreck them. Uh, I think they're going to do that this weekend and it sucks and i'm but i'm okay with it because the raiders have proven enough like we had to get whatever his fucking face was mcdaniels out of there they did that the team bounced back won two games in a row against bad teams but that's the teams you want to beat and 
now they're going up against a team that's just on a different level right now. Like they're that's the that's next year's Raiders. They're gonna be just as good as this Dolphins team. Huh. Write that, that down, absolutely. book it, promise that. Who's their uh, coach gonna be? Antonio Pierce. We Love got that. him. Love that. Uh, I do think that the Dolphins just get up early and they're probably gonna run the ball like 40 times. And this Raiders defense has been playing pretty decent. But they're not going to be able to stop these guys. They're too fucking fast in that hot sun. They're just too good. There's too much talent. And sometimes talent yeah. just fucking wins. Yeah, you can't. I, I feel like most of the time it does, honestly. I, I Yeah, hard to, hard to imagine them keeping up in this thing. Um, yeah, expect a big performance from the Dolphins here. All right, next up, we got the Chicago Bears heading to Detroit, where the Lions are eight-point favorites with an over-under of 48. Got another big divisional matchup where the two teams on different fucking polar opposites of the standings right here. Lions are running away with this division. Bears are playing for the first two picks in the NFL draft. Another confusing line here. I don't really get the only eight-point spread. Um Lions been very solid lately. Bears are getting Justin Fields back, but even when he was healthy, um, weren't showing a whole lot on offense. I just, yeah, give me give me the Lions here all day. Um, I expect, you know, big performances from from their guys, Laporta, Monra, uh, Gibbs, Montgomery. Probably get a revenge touchdown here. Bet bet him to score a touchdown. Um, the eight points is weird. feels feels very weird to me. It feels like it should be closer to ten or so. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I wish it was seven because I'd hammer that. But the way that these two teams operate, like the Bears are not going to be able to run on this Lions defense. They have a very good run defense, and Justin Fields hasn't shown anything this year that he can throw all over teams. Like the Lions got exposed a little bit defensively last week. But that was against Justin Herbert, who has one of the you know most talented arms in the entire NFL. Justin Fields doesn't have that. Like their their offense is predicated on the run, and it's gonna be tough to do against the Lions. And then the Lions, or the Bears defense, like the Lions can score any way they want. They can run on you. They can throw on you. They can do it all. This is gonna be a fucking tough day for them. The over under is forty eight, which would imply a score of like fuck. I'm not good at math, but like 28 to 20. That's exactly what it would imply that the lions win 28 to 20. How are the bears going to score 20 points? Unless Justin Fields runs for like 300 yards. Yeah. I, I, I can't see that anyway. Yeah. No smash the lions there. I love that probably goes under. Cause I don't think the bears are scoring more than like 15. Yeah. It is nice to see Justin Fields come back though. Will be interesting to see how he looks. Uh, would love to see him get back to that guy. He was, where he was breaking off those long runs, but we just haven't seen it this year. I know. I I hope I hope he can show some, whether it's with the Bears or someone else going forward. He at least he's shown signs of being a pretty exciting quarterback. The Bears are a sad, sad franchise. Um, so if he has to get up out of there, hopefully he shows enough for another team to give him a shot. I think no matter what, he's shown enough. It's like and the Bears also have shown enough to tell other teams like. Hey, we can't develop anybody. So we've got talent here. Come get him. We just suck as an organization. You can probably do something with this guy. Uh, so hopefully he does end up somewhere where he gets to compete for a starting job and we can see him back in action again. 
Yeah. And then, hey, I love that David Montgomery revenge game. I forgot he was on the Bears last year. That is that is my lickety lockety splickety splackety lock of the week, dude. Put a put it all on that one. Uh, I love that. I love that for you and for the pod. Did you get all that? Yeah. Lickety lockety splickety splackety. Next up, we got the Steel Curtain, the Pittsburgh Steelers are heading to Cleveland against the Dog Pound, where the Browns are one and a half point favorites. Close your eyes if you get squeamish when you see nasty tanks, because the over-under is 33 points here, which is, I'm pretty sure I heard this right today, or I saw a tweet, can't remember, the lowest over-under in the last 10 years. It is absolutely disgusting. You mentioned this earlier, it's like a Iowa Hawkeyes college football game and they notoriously don't score touchdowns almost intentionally. And I'm shocked that the Browns are favorites here. They're at home. So I get that, but no Deshaun Watson. And they've already said they're turning to Dorian Thompson Robinson, the rookie at starting quarterback against one of the best defenses in the NFL this year, the last five years, pretty much all time. Like these guys always fucking get after the quarterback. This is a shocking, shocking line, especially like major respect to DTR UCLA. You know, um, he balled out there for, for a bit. He looked so bad in his first game. I'm sure he won't be that bad, but man, the Steelers are six and three. They're but so they're, are the Browns, yeah. But with with Watson and with uh, with you know, PJ Walker, Walker yeah. DTR is 0 1. Um, I think I think the Steelers defense is gonna give them fits. And I, I can't I can't see a way like that the Steelers lose this game, to be honest. I, I will probably this is I'm not putting this game in my parlay. Um I'm not putting it in the teaser. This is just one I'm gonna go bet the Steelers minus two and a half because they're favorites. I mean they're underdogs. I'm gonna go bet them minus two and a half. And probably probably bet them single for fifty bucks, something like that, and and profit um, profit a little extra there. And uh, love the Steelers here. Love the Steelers. Can't believe they're underdog. I mean, they're favorites. It's it's crazy to me. I love that, and I love that little uh, subtle lesson on responsible gambling. That is a beautiful play. Uh, if you do parlays all the time, one of those fuckers is gonna lose, and mm-hmm. you're gonna hate it. And then you're going to lose. But I am going to put this in a parlay because I don't give a shit. And I did it last week. Steelers pulled it out for me. And it was just like gut-wrenching to watch because they blew that. They almost blew that game against the Packers multiple times. They do it every single week. And (laughs) it's going to be like that again this week. Like Miles Garrett's going to take a fumble back to the house to give the Browns a lead with like two minutes ago. And somehow, someway, by the grace of Mike Tomlin, the Steelers are going to come back and win the game. Uh, just don't even watch. If you bet on them, just just tune in for the last ten seconds to see, yeah. you know what the score is. But it's, check, it's a tough watch. Yeah, check the score at the end. Um, Tomlin always gets his boys ready um, when they're underdogs, and the 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 people in Vegas making the Steelers an underdog in this matchup against DTR is a blessing to all betters around the world, and just telling you to hammer the Steelers. Um, what's also ridiculous and just insane and shows how good Tomlin is and just how weird the Steelers are. Steelers are going to be seven and three after, after this weekend. That's crazy. That is nuts. 
They're gonna they're gonna be tied if the Chiefs lose to the Eagles, which we'll get to that game. They would be tied for the second best record in the whole AFC. That is crazy, insane. How about this over under thirty three points? It was thirty eight and a half, and then when the news broke that Deshaun Watson got surgery and and is gonna be out for the year, which did we mention that? Hopefully we did. Um, it dropped five and a half points. That's how bad Dorian Thompson Robinson is. And in a game where, you know, there was only 38 to begin with to drop five, that is not great for the Browns. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff there. Um, and also on the Deshaun Watson front, um, if you're not a believer in karma or, um, just like, you know, karma in general, if you're not a believer in that Deshaun Watson and his contract and the Browns have been kind of proof of that. Um, Watson's not a, not a great individual and uh, things are kind of coming, coming back around full circle here. Yeah. He's a sexual predator. Mm-hmm. Not a great guy. No. And next up we go to the Arizona Cardinals. They're heading to Houston to Sean Watson's former team actually. Where the Texans are five point favorites against a surging ish Cardinals team that's getting Kyler Murray back. The over under is 48 points, which is a ton. And we got two exciting quarterbacks, two offenses that can get some points up on the board, and maybe more importantly, two defenses that haven't been stopping a lot of people lately. This could be a shootout right here and a pretty fun, fun game to watch with no real playoff implications, probably. Texans, maybe, but should be fun. Texans, maybe Texans win the division. Oh yeah, we we put money on that shit. I forgot we, we did. Um, love the Texans here. I think the Cardinals got their little spark with uh with Murray coming back last week and the, and they played well. Um, but the Texans are definitely a better team and they're sitting at, my, at minus five here, which you you win by a touchdown. That's all you need to do. Um, also like the over because I could definitely see this turning into a bit of a shootout, but. Give me the Texans here all day. I'm at this one is one I, I put. I'm putting this in my parlay. No, 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 don't do that. That minus five. Yeah, I don't want you to do that. You're gonna lose your parlay. We were just telling the people about that. This will be the one. Because the Cardinals are gonna win this game, and I'm not. I, I'll bear bet you. I want the points though. I want the yeah, five. I'm but the Cardinals the looked good. Kyler Murray looked legit. Yeah. Hey, you feel strongly. These are the same um, Texans that lost to the Panthers. Yeah, I feel so strongly about it. Firm handshake. Love that. Love that so much for me. That's crazy. I'm telling Love. you, the Cardinals, this is a team that has proven all year that they can hang with almost anybody in the NFL. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Falcons last week as dogs. Why can't they go in and beat the Texans? They've, they've played everybody tough, and now they get Kyler Murray back. James Connors back and, and Murray looked just as good as he ever has. Man, that scramble on third and long to go win the game, that was fucking vintage shit. Mm-hmm. You didn't like that? No, I did. I I like Murray. I like I I have nothing bad to say. I I just think the Texans are a significantly better team. Mm, this screams field goal game right here. Hey, overtime maybe. One thing. One thing. Um. One thing about my parlay that I just made, us making a beer bet on this makes me feel so good about this leg of it. Okay. All right. Next up, we got the New York Giants going to D.C. to face the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are eight-and-a-half-point favorites with an over-under of 37. 
coming off that huge game against the Seahawks. Seahawks pulled it out in the end, but the commanders were putting up points like nobody else against a Giants team who got absolutely embarrassed by Dallas. I think they're still running Tommy DeVito back out there because Tarod Taylor's not ready to go yet. It should be another tough one for them. Yeah, this is another one where I'm quite frankly very surprised that the line is what it is. Um, I, I Washington's played decently. They, their offenses look pretty strong. The Giants' defense hasn't done much. I don't know how the Giants are going to score points really and um yeah give me give me washington all day here yeah i think they they cover this easy uh eight and a half just a weird number it's a weird number to see um but commander should win by like 10 to, to 21 to 30 maybe the giants are so fucking bad they have nothing going for them except saquon but everybody in the world knows what they're gonna do they're gonna try and give him the ball like 30 times i feel bad for the guy he's a great athlete great player but what the fuck is he supposed to do i mean the offensive line isn't good there's no other playmakers to take any attention away from the defense and tommy devito just can't even throw the ball down the field it's a good story for him like a new york kid getting to play quarterback for the giants but it's like hey we do make a wish in the offseason buddy like maybe try out again then yeah i agree i don't i don't really i don't think I don't expect much out of the Giants here. I I don't I can't imagine them doing anything really here. On the flip side, Sam Howell looks like a legit NFL quarterback. He does. He's Some showing, way, somehow he gets it done. He does. And he's he's it's very impressive. Like he's he's improved so much over which is cool to see. Like that's that's one of the cool things of sports where you're like, okay, you see this guy. And you you're like, okay, he's not he literally was like on pace to shatter the sacks record uh because he's holding the ball for way too long as a quarterback, just getting hit all the time in the backfield. And he's adjusted in the last few weeks and he's looked significantly better since then. And, and all of a sudden it's like it it makes it makes Washington think like, wait, hold on, do we do we have our quarterback? Like what do we, what do we got going on here? So that it's cool. It's cool to see because he has looked looked very good. Yeah, absolutely. It could be one of those little traps though, where it's like he looked good, almost like a Daniel Jones kind of thing. Yeah. And then you sign him to a long term contract, and you're like, oh yeah, that's the guy we remember. Like he fucking sucks, and now we're stuck with him. As but, an Eagle, that's what I hope for. I'm sure you do. All right, next up, we got the Tennessee Titans going to Jacksonville, where the Jags are coming off that huge, embarrassing loss to the Niners. They're seven-point favorites, though, at home against the Titans with an over-under of 39-and-a-half. And actually, both of these teams are coming off of pretty tough losses. At the Titans getting blown out by the Bucks last week. Yeah. Yeah, Jaguars got a little bit of that, like, um, Cowboys in them of, like, they just kick the shit out of, of bad teams. Titans fucking suck. Mm-hmm. So I fully expect – I get it's a division game, whatever, but I fully expect the Jaguars to kick the shit out of them here. Yeah, I don't think there's too much to say about this one. I mean, the Jags have been kind of disappointing for a 6-3 and three team, if you can say that. But, you know, like you said, when they play good teams, they just look like shit. It's like, hey, when you make the playoffs, you're going to have to play a good team. And yeah. what's all this for? You got all these high draft picks, ton of talent, uh, you know, traded to add Calvin Ridley. The team is stacked. And if you go lose in the first round and it's not even close, 
especially at home, that's going to be a tough look, and they're going to have to reevaluate a lot of things. Worry about that when we get to it this week. They definitely beat the Titans. They win by at least a touchdown, probably more. Um, should just be like a kind of boring-ass game, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I imagine this is one that doesn't get too much play on um, on red zone other than like ETN getting in the end zone. Yeah, which we'll love to see that. <laughs> the monster. Next up, we got the LA Chargers heading to Lambeau against the Packers, where the Chargers are three-point favorites with an over-under of 44 points. I got to have this one in the parlay because I hate this Packers team. I think they're a fucking disgrace to football. I thought LaFleur was a great coach, but maybe Aaron Rodgers was just carrying his ass for the first couple of years because this Packers team looks just disgraceful. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly that the Packers do look disgraceful, but but my thing here is that this is a spot. The Chargers should not be road favorites against anyone. Brand Staley fucking sucks still. Um they're going to Lambeau, which is just not not a great look for them. I kind of like the Packers here. Not necessarily. I know. I think, you know, looking at the rest of the board, looking at what we've talked about so far, this is the trust your nuts game of the week because you have to trust your nuts because you can't trust either of these teams. So whatever you're picking is just all fully on you and what you what you feel about the team. You literally can't trust either of these teams. Yeah, I will say the Chargers have looked good lately. They blew out the Bears in a game where I was giving you shit for taking them mm-hmm. with the points. I said, don't do that. And they, they covered easily. Then they blew out the Jets, who, you know, I mean, that defense has been legit, but they, they had I, no I, was on, I was on that too. And then they – Put up a fucking fight against the Lions. I know they were at home and they lost, but it was 41 to 38. Like Herbert looks like, you know, he could throw the ball anywhere on the field. Keenan Allen looks like he's fucking 22 years old again. He's just an absolute monster out there. I don't care that he's hurt. Eckler looks great. So I agree. Trust your nuts here. I think it comes down to if you like the Chargers, it's because you trust the playmakers, right? Like they have the talent and you trust those guys to get after it. Even the defensive line has been getting after it lately. They had a ton of sacks last week, too. If you like the Packers, it's because you trust the home team, that old school, like Lambo mentality. You're going to Lambo. It's getting close to Thanksgiving. Like it's getting cold out. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a little fucking snow on the ground. I guess we could just check the weather at, but that's that's what it comes down to. Cause they don't have the guys that the Chargers do. Yeah. I think. I think um, also it's just a matter of so like I've I've kind of been locked in on the Chargers these last few weeks because even last week I I said I liked the Chargers with the points because I think they're three and a half point dogs so they barely covered whatever but I I felt like it was going to be a close game with the Lions um, part of the reason I like the Packers here is the Packers still have a decent defense like they have some dudes on defense that can make things difficult for the Chargers. The Chargers' defense has been so bad, um, aside from facing Zach Wilson. And maybe it's recency bias, but um, Jordan Love showed enough for me against the Steelers, a good defense last week, that I think he'll be able to do enough against a bad defense this week to uh, like keep this game close and, and potentially win. 
I hate that you're on the the Packers here because you're right. You have been all over the Chargers, and I'm gonna feel like a big silly goose. I'll be big dumb dumb of the day next time we record if the Packers win this game. But I'm trusting my nuts. I'm putting them in the parlay. Chargers. Is this this our first ever trust your nuts bet of the week? Yeah, maybe. What do we? This one's for a shot at tequila. Okay, deal. And if you win, you can lick mine. Stop. All right. Moving on to the afternoon games. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to Santa Clara against the 49ers, where the Niners are 12 point favorites at home. The over-under is 41 and a half points. We got these Niners coming off a massive win against the Jags, but the Bucks last week looked good. Baker was flinging that thing to Big Mike Evans, and maybe they can carry a little bit of that over. But the Niners got a fucking great defense. So how do you see this one? I I can't see the Bucks scoring more than like 13 points. Um Niner, Niners gonna win this one big. This is this is a classic spot of them just dominating. The the spread being twelve is like slightly concerning, I guess, because I could see a, like a backdoor cover maybe, but twelve is a weird number. Also, it feels like Niners should be able to win win by that much easy. Um, I don't think the Bucks are any good. They just beat a shit shit Tennessee team last week. Yeah, I agree. And the Bucks have done that too. They've won some games against shitty teams, and whenever they play anyone decent, they lose. I think you mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but last year the Niners had a little bit of a losing streak, and then they went on to win out, went all the way to the NFC Championship game before Purdy got hurt, where they were probably cruising to a Super Bowl. Bro, hey. What? Shut the fuck up. That's okay. not that's, well, that's If I do that, it'll be a pretty shitty pod, so I'll keep going. Uh, you keep your emotions in check, please. Anyways, I think the Niners do cruise as well. They're just a fucking ridiculously talented team, well-coached, well-put-together, and everyone's healthy now. Like, they're just cruising. I think they're going to cruise the rest of the year until they get to the Eagles, the Cowboys, the big dogs of the NFC, and then we'll see what Brock Purdy's all about. That's nut-cutting nut time over there. Exactly. Yeah, they're easily – they're they're definitely the best sec- – the, the second-best team in the NFC, for sure, so – not much else to say there. Yeah. And we'll find out. We're going to get to that game. Don't worry. We're getting there. Next up, we got the New York Jets heading to New York against the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> where the Bills are seven-point favorites coming off of a terrible loss, which had them fire their offensive coordinator because that was the problem. And the over-under is 39.5 points. Do the Bills respond with a big offensive blowout getting rid of Dorsey or was the offense never the problem and it was McDermott all along and the Jets do what they do stink this game up can they pull off a little bit of an upset here I kind of think this is a the Bills just like I think it is like we talked about on the the last pod um, I think it is mostly McDermott's fault however I do think this is a bounce back spot for the Bills because I think the Jets are pretty much checked out at this point. They're like, Zach Wilson is what he is. He fucking sucks. We didn't do anything about – we didn't go get Josh Dobbs. We didn't trade for Kirk Cousins before he got injured. We didn't do – we didn't do anything to, like, try to better the situation. And all management said was that we're sticking with Zach. We're sticking with Zach. And he fucking sucks. He's really bad. And I think they're going to be a little bit checked out here. 
And I think the Bills are going to respond a little bit on the flip side and just say, fuck it, let's ball. We have dudes. Let's let's go win this game. We're better than this team. And Bills defense should should play very well against Zach Wilson. And I I kind of I I really like the Bills to cover this. At very worst, I see a push. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's a touchdown game if the if the Bills struggle. But yeah, I just I just think the talent disparity and the place in the season for both teams here. Jets got to be feeling down. Bills got it are feeling down as well, but feeling like they have an opportunity to hopefully turn things around. Yeah, I agree for the most part. The only two things I would say is if the Jets win this game, these two teams will have the exact same record. And I feel like going against, going against a divisional rival where after they lost Rodgers, like everyone was counting them out. It was pretty much over when Zach Wilson came in. If you could tell these guys, like after week 11, you'll have the same record as the Bills, who a lot of people were win- picking to win the AFC, picking to go to the Super Bowl, be, you know, this legit contender. That can hype you up a little bit. And I don't think the talent disper- discrepancy is very large at all. I mean, like the Jets have a fucking great defense. They've got playmakers on offense. Brees Hall is amazing. Garrett Wilson's a stud. The Obviously, the talent discrepancy between the two quarterbacks is the fucking Grand Canyon. Like, it couldn't get any larger. So that is playing a huge factor, and that's why the Jets are what they are, and that's why the spread is what it is. But they're unhappy in Buffalo, too. I mean, Trevon Diggs, talking about his brother, he doubled down the next day. Did you see that shit? He's like, yeah, get that guy out of here, man. These people suck. So things are definitely going wonky over there. And to fire the offensive coordinator after, you know, what we've seen – Josh Allen do over the last couple of years like like he's had incredible moments obviously the turnovers were a huge problem and maybe that's what they're hoping to get rid of but I don't think the OC was the problem and I think if they lose this game Sean McDermott is fucked like you fire the OC and then if you come and lose to this Jets team at home you're done that would be that would be it for him he might get fired like literally on Monday so I don't know. I don't know if they'll play for him or not. Like, do the guys even like Sean McDermott? I know. I I don't know. And yeah, I I agree. I agree with what you're saying as well. the The overall talent discrepancy isn't that big, but there's such a gap between the quarterbacks that I think my I guess my logic is that they just feel so tired of Zach Wilson yeah. and what he does that that's the discrepancy. That's what adds to that. But I agree with you. Like Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall the defense, like they, they have studs across the board. Um, but yeah, your point of whether or not they actually can rally around there might, there's probably dudes on that offense that are fucking pissed that Dorsey got fired. They're probably like, yeah, I, why is he gone? Like, why aren't you gone? You know, talking about McDermott or even to some extent, maybe even talking about Allen, like, like, why don't you change? Like, why, why is he the problem? You know, mm-hmm. but we'll see how they respond. It seems like Vegas thinks they don't really like McDermott, but they just think they're going to be better because the over-under is 39 and a half. Yeah. And they're facing all seven points. That's just saying that me and Vegas are agreeing on this one, I guess. Like we're saying this game's going to be ugly because the Jets suck and they're over Zach Wilson, but the Bills don't have their shit figured out. It's just that they are in a better situation right now. Yeah, that would be like a 23-16 game. Uh, mm-hmm. which I don't see how the Jets are scoring 16 
against yeah. his defense with Zach Wilson, unless they can, you know, unless Josh Allen throws three picks and gives them some good field goal position, then they definitely can. But the Bills should win this game. I mean, they're minus 310 for a reason. They're they're heavy favorites. You have to win this game. But yeah. Jesus Christ, he shouldn't have lost to the Broncos in prime time. That was about as ugly as it gets. And then to have a coaching change where it's not the head coach, it's the OC, and it feels like he's not taking, you know, maybe the accountability that needs to happen. Slippery slope right there. Absolutely. He might have made his own bed, as mm-hmm. my great-great-grandpappy used to say. Next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks going down to L.A. against the Rams. The Seahawks are one-point favorites on the road. The over-under is 46 points. I'm loving the Seahawks here, but I got to double-check. Stafford must be back, right, for the line to be what it is? Yeah, I, I, I'm I pretty certain Stafford is back, but I still love the Seahawks too. I just – I guess what gives me pause is that I don't – like we've talked about multiple times before, I'm not convinced the Seahawks are very good, but I don't – like the Rams are worse. So why is it only a one-point spread? Like if you, if you think the Seahawks are going to win, like – that's a beautiful like that's a beautiful line you know so mm-hmm. i don't know give me the seahawks here but yeah we'll see Mc, mcveigh will have them ready to go but they're not really in contention i don't i don't think i i, I can't really you know gather something that sees the uh sees the rams playing this game super competitive and playing like all locked in you know no one in that building thinks that they're a playoff team no one in that building thinks that like this is the year. A lot of those guys like were on the Super Bowl team and they know yeah. the difference. Like you yeah. know when you have it and when you don't. This team just doesn't have it. They're they got aging guys, they got some holes, and they're just not that good. The Seahawks are young, they're fired up, they're right in the thick of a playoff race. In their minds, probably still a divisional race, which you know, we probably don't think see it that way, but uh those guys are still competing for a division. They think they can beat the Niners. Mm-hmm. If you believe that and you truly believe that you're still playing for the NFC West, you, you just absolutely can't lose this game. And I don't think like that's an option in their eyes. I think they go out and handle business. Defense is going to be flying around. They're going to be picking Stafford off. And I think they'll have a, a decent day on offense. Like the offense has been humming here and there. They got the playmakers to get it done. The one point is kind of crazy to me, honestly. Yeah, I I agree, and and we've talked about it a little bit before with both the Chargers and the Rams, they they don't have any real true home games. Like, and Seattle's got some fans that'll travel. They're they're pretty rowdy fan base. Um, not that they're you know they're not those like some of those East Coast fans that like go crazy on the on when they're on the West Coast. Careful, uh, dude. That's the twelfth man you're talking about. Yeah, they they kind of they say. They stay they stay tucked up up there near near Canada, you know. Um oh, Frappuccino they, land up there. Yeah, yeah. They they don't like to get too far from a Starbucks, but they um <laughs> they the it, it won't feel like too crazy of a of a home atmosphere for the Rams. I I don't know. Give me give me Seahawks all day here. I agree. Seahawks by like ten, probably. Yeah. Next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings going to the Mile High Stadium against the Denver Broncos, where the Broncos are two-point favorites coming off that huge win against the Bills on primetime. Over-under is 43 points. Vikings are surging. Josh Dobbs looks like the man. But the Broncos, maybe they figured something out. Russell 
has looked decent lately. The defense is kind of stepping up when they need to. This should be a tight one. Yeah, I the 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 lock for me here, uh, like I don't feel super confident on who's going to win. I haven't decided that part yet, but give me that over all day. Both these offenses have been clicking. Mm-hmm. Dobbs and Russ both been scrambling, getting picking up first downs. That's what an over is all about. You get those third down conversions, you're facing a third and seven, third and eight. You know, nothing's there. Quarterback scrambles out, picks up 10 yards, and you set it down. That's that's what an over is all about. And uh, both these quarterbacks can do that. And Russ been playing well. Dobbs been playing great, obviously. I, I'm leaning Vikings, but also, I mean, Broncos showed a lot last last week with that with that Monday night win against the Bills. Yeah, but for me, the the lock on this one's the over. Love the over there. I like that. Yeah, this one is tough to pick. I mean, this could have been trust your nuts game too because. Both these teams, like, they've showed up in big moments. The Broncos are tough because you never really know which one you're going to get. Like, they've had great wins like they did last week. They obviously had the 70-point, you know, Dolphins explosion where they got embarrassed. Uh, But like I said, Russ has been good. They got playmakers. Javante is looking fully healthy. He kind of took over in that Bills game, scored the game-winning touchdown. They got good receivers. They always have. And then on the flip side, Josh Dobbs comes to Minnesota, wins two in a row now. And like you said, he's just running all over the place. It looks amazing. Like just gets it done in crunch moments when he has to. And they got fucking Justin Jefferson coming back, hopefully for this game. We don't know for sure, but it sounds like he's ready to go. This could be fun to watch, man. This could be just a, a offensive explosion on Sunday night football. Dare I say? I, I think it could be. I, I like the idea of, um, getting a bet in early on this one little little like same game action because you assume Jefferson's going to be back if he's saying he's ready they're probably going to try to get him in there that'll move the line a little bit you know give me give me the Vikings at you know minus two and a half win by field goal and hit that over that's going to pay pretty nicely I like that too yeah I love that you're right once they announce Jefferson's for sure playing that over is going up a little bit. But let's get that in like tomorrow and put that on the Instagram account. Bookie T, Bookie T, text me. All right. <laughs> are we doing this one? Are we doing it? Are we no, going? You're right. Yeah, I keep saying we're going to get to it tonight. We'll get to it on fucking Sunday night. I can't wait. I'm so pumped for this game. Tune in again Monday morning. We're going to recap all of Sunday's games, and then we're going to get to the big one. The Philadelphia Eagles going to the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Winner take all. Super Bowl rematch. I think uh, winner gets to keep Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. She's, she's a Philly fan originally, and now she's fucking shacking up with Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift and her dad. Ops, dude. Ops. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Go birds. Cut that out. Hey, cut that out. We don't want the yeah. Swifties coming for us. But we will get to that one. Uh, like I said, tune in Monday morning. It's going to be a great episode. You know your boy Kyle V is going to be fired up with the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Are you picking them? Oh, yeah. I, I feel hurt. Hurts talked to the media, said he feels great. The bike couldn't have possibly come out a better time. I I love Hurts. I love Hurts so much. I, I feel confident. And the Eagles go birds. I feel okay. good about them. Right. We'll get to it. There's a lot to break down here. We got the Kelseys, 
We got Andy Reid. It's the fucking Super Bowl rematch. Taylor Swift. What a bonanza. We got a Monday night bonanza on our hands. Monday night bonanza. Hey, before we go though, do you have any uh any any PFPs, parlays for the people? I fucking do, man. Let me pull it up. I was struggling and then Do you oh, need some it. time? Because I can I can give you mine first. I got mine right here. It's ready to go. One we just talked about. Seahawks over the Rams. I'm taking a money line. I guess I could take them the minus one to get that extra little bit of juice. Um, because if they're gonna win, they're gonna win by one at least. But the Seahawks will win that game easy. That's not a problem. Then I'm gonna mix in the Chargers money line over the Packers. I heard heard everything you said. They're going to Lambo. I don't give a shit. This team is humming right now offensively. The Packers, they have no direction. They they're just a lost team out there. And I don't think that they have anything to really play for where the Chargers still feel like, hey, if we can just get in, like we got the guys, which they say every year and they never do, but it's still relevant. And then give me the Steelers money line over the Browns. You're going to tell me that TJ Watt and that Steelers defense with Mike Tomlin as a head coach going against a fucking rookie quarterback, a division rival rookie quarterback, and they're going to get beat. No chance. They're winning that game. Love that. What's what's that pay? It's plus five oh four for all three of those money line. So if I threw a little twenty on it, a hundred and twenty dollars. Beautiful. That's a beauty. I'm gonna get greedy and add one more eventually. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. You, what do you, you got do? for us? Okay, I have a little four legger here, and I love like I love every single one of these so much. Like they're my own children. Mm. The Cowboys minus six and a half, dropping that line down a little bit. Um, Like we talked about, I just can't see a world where the Panthers keep that very close. Um, In the same vein, give me the Lions minus six and a half. They're minus eight favorites by a couple points there. Make it a little safer. They win by a touchdown. We're good. Um, Love the Lions against the Bears. Just feels like a good spot. Justin Fields coming back, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be enough. Lions gonna score a lot of points. Texans minus five against the Cardinals. I know you don't like this one. I know you don't, but I feel honestly makes me feel better about it. The way you that's a rude thing to say, but carry on. I'm saying in regard it's not it's not everything you say, it's this specific thing that you say. Cardinals are not any good, and they had their bounce-back game. They don't want to win games. They they just don't, and they won last week. They got to tone that shit down, okay? They're going to lose. Texans win the AFC South, so they're going to win by at least five. Um, And then Commanders, minus five and a half against the Giants. I don't know why that spread so low. I bought a couple extra just in case because sometimes these books know what they're doing. You know, they're sharps over there. But those four picks – Give me a plus six twenty. What's when's my birthday, Mister Kirby? June twentieth, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, that's six dash twenty for those keeping score at home. Love the way those numbers line up. I throw twenty on that in honor of six twenty, and that gives me a one forty four payout. Fucking beautiful. One forty four. I love Kyle. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Well, hey, what a beautiful weekend we got ahead of us. 
Uh, nice little start with Thursday Night Football, seeing the Ravens just continue to crush and, and move up the standings. That pretty much wraps it up. You got any words of wisdom for the folks out there? Hey, uh, New Music Friday. Right now, a Lil Wayne and 2 Chains collab album just dropped. Welcome to Collie Grove 2, I believe it's called. Go listen to that. We got Drake Scary Hours 3 just dropped with a new J. Cole feature, which they just announced a tour together. Me, me and my sister are going to go catch them in Denver just for funsies. Hopefully by that point, you know, we're getting some sponsorship deals with the, with the pod. We can, uh, you know, set something up for that. And then Andre 3000, one of the best rappers of all time, dropped a little like instrumental flute album tonight because he says he's 48 years old. He don't know what to rap about anymore. So he just dropped instrumentals. So go if you know, go partake in whatever you want to partake in and go listen to that tonight, too. OK, enjoy. Enjoy your night. Enjoy your weekend. Let's just win all our bets. How about that? Hey, I love that. Hey, I'm not a big rap guy. You know, I, I dabble from time to time. But that instrumental flute sounds fucking sexual. I, I will have. Can you send me a link for that, please? I got, I got you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, you see a Snoop Dogg quit smoking too? Yeah, I'm. Fake. I have. A, I have a take on that. That's fake. He's he's dropping a probably a Super Bowl commercial. I saw that. His new gummy line. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's quit smoke. He said because yeah. he's taking the Eddies. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay. a, it's a, it's a, it's a sponsorship coming out, man. What a motherfucker. Good for him though. Make that money. Snoop. All us. We'll put the, we'll put the gummies on. Oh yeah. All right. Hey, with that, take your gummies, take your smoke, take whatever you need. I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. No need for breaks, ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great Rock to the rhythm, no moves to waste Hit the spot with precision, no need for breaks Ain't no plot when you're living, it's all first take When you do get to choose, might as well be great It's that get loose, family all around and you kick tunes Good smoke, good people, come through if you play by the same rules Shit misbehave Started tripping on myself So I had to get saved Stay in your lane If the way is paved There we go again Talking real heavy Listen up world I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it Place it in your mind Everything can change In just one night There we go again Talking real heavy Listen up world I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it Place it in your mind Everything can change In just one night